0: Are you
1: listening? Yo, what's going on, everybody? This is Marcus, and you are tuned in to the Black Married and Debt-Free Podcast. My wife, Shire, and I were able to eliminate six figures worth of debt, and we're all about empowering others to do the same. So on this podcast, we'll be talking about investing, real estate, early retirement, marriage, and much more. But you don't have to worry. It won't be done in the same boring format that you're used to. We're going to put a little bit of swag on it. So enjoy today's episode. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Marcus, and I'm here with my lovely wife,
0: Shira, and we are here with a very special guest. We are here with Anthony O'Neill. Anthony O'Neill has helped thousands of students make good decisions with their money. He travels the country spreading his encouraging message to help teens and young adults transition into the real world. Anthony is the author of the national best-selling book, Graduate Survival Guide, Five Mistakes You Can't Afford to Make in College, as well as the highly anticipated Debt-Free Degree, which is set to debut this fall. The book Debt-Free Degree is geared towards parents who want to equip their child with tools needed to enter and graduate college debt-free and without the burden of student loan debt. And today we are glad to have him here with us, Anthony. Welcome. How are you?
2: I am doing well, man. I'm just so honored to be on this 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 podcast because I believe it's speaking to me directly. You know, married and debt free. I'm a single mm-hmm. brother, so I'm just I'm just speaking into existence that one day I'll be married and debt free. So I'm oh. just I'm amongst the the top dogs. This <laughs> <I'm my> <laughs> man, absolutely, Anthony. Man, we're
1: glad to have you on and. uh, uh, it's an honor to be able to sit down with you. So Anthony, what we like to do with our guests, man, we like to take it back, right? Perfect. So we want to know, we, we we heard all the uh, things that Shire laid out. We want to know what sparked that in you. What, what you know, how was your upbringing and kind of what, um, you know, helped you to shape your financial mindset?
2: Man, you know, <clears throat> the main thing that really shook, shook my world was I had the opportunity to grow with four amazing parents. Um, I have two biological parents and two step parents. Uh, My biological parents had me out of wedlock, so they never got married. Uh, But my biological mother married my amazing stepfather, who I only call father. But for for the sake of today, I'll just say step so it's clear. And then my uh, father married my amazing stepmother. And they live in North Carolina. And my mother, biological father, and my siblings live in San Diego, California. And uh, just growing up, you know, I had the opportunity to grow up with four loving parents um, that were not wealthy, that were not, uh, you know, famous and had a lot. uh, But they were uh, young. Uh, loving and hardworking parents, and they taught me how to work hard. But my whole life was pretty much church, school, church.
0: Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs>
2: And so, you know, all I knew was the word of God. I mean, I literally can go to school. And when I come home from school, I did my homework and we went to church. I mean, this is every single day right. uh, we are going to church. I grew up with, in the Church of God in Christ uh, culture. And so, saw, oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 and so, you know, we would be in church on Mondays for just cleaning up the church from Sundays. And then, you know, Thursdays is ushering choir practice. And, you know, we just had a lot of fun stuff going on. Um, But it it, it was a little bit too strict for me because I remember my prom time Um, prom started at seven o'clock. Um, My dad didn't believe in hip hop and R&B music. So it was like, hey, um, you're only gonna get an hour of this because you're not missing church in the morning. And as a matter of fact, if you go to, to the prom, you cannot be an armor bearer the next day, okay? Because you just got done listening to a bunch of worldly secular music. Right. And I'm like, what? And so I literally went to prom, got there at seven o'clock, I was home by 8.15. Uh, because my father was like, uh-uh, no, no. And so growing up in that kind of culture, Um, My parents never taught me about finances. They never taught me how to budget an account. They never taught me how to build wealth. They never taught me how to start a business. They just said, hey, you know, you're going to graduate. You're going to maintain a decent credit score, a good credit score. At that time, it's like get a 600 credit score and go off to college. And so I did exactly that. You know, When I got, off, got out into college, um, I had a uh, GI Bill from my father, from the from army. Um, and then I also had a scholarship for the NFL, the National Forensics League, uh, because I was a debater. And when I got onto that campus, y'all, mind you, I've never been on the date. I've never hugged a girl. I've never kissed a girl. i never did none of that. I just went wild. I was like, yes, I'm free. Right. My dad is not here. I can do whatever I want. And when I did just that, you know, I, I try to talk to every single good looking uh, sister I can meet. Um, and <clears throat> I met this one young lady and she pretty much told me like, hey, you're broke. But when you get some money, I'll go out with you. Called you a broke boy (laughs) She called me a broke boy I can't say exactly What she called me But yeah A a broke black man Is pretty much what she said Um, And then So I go around the corner You guys on this campus And you know Back in the days It was just a long line of things Just lined up And this guy jumped out And he said Hey if you fill out This credit card application I'm gonna give you Two free large pieces And one free t-shirt My mom and dad Never taught me What to say to that Mm -hmm. And so I just seemed free um, and I took it because it was free. Right. At least that's what I thought. But we all know that the end of the story. It wasn't free. And that pizza was the most expensive pizza I've ever paid for in my entire life. Um, fast forwarding, you know, about six months later, you guys, I'm $35,000 in debt from just graduating high school. I'm $15,000 in credit card debt, $10,000 in furniture loans, uh, $10,000 in student loans. And mind you, I took out student loans because I wanted to fund my lifestyle not fund my education because my education was paid for so i wanted to have you know the latest uh xbox that just came out right around that season so i wanted that new xbox one and i wanted to be the coolest guy when you come over to my house i wanted my car to look nice one of my rims on the car so i just i got the student loans to fund the, the lifestyle not even knowing that eventually i would have to pay that back uh, but I made some huge mistakes in uh, in college. And unfortunately, those mistakes uh, led me to getting kicked out of college. And when I got kicked out of college, I lost a job that I had attached to college. And when I lost that job, I lost the income. When I lost the income, I pretty much lose everything that I have. I can't afford to pay for my rent. I can't afford to pay my bills. Um, so I'm packing up myself and I'm, I'm thinking that I'm going home. And when I get home, my mom was like, come on. Uh, but my father was like, no, you said that you are a grown man. A grown man doesn't come home and mock that. And so, with all the pride inside of me, I said, Cool, great. I called all my peers that I tried to impress, that I spent money on, the young lady that I spent all this money on, and not one person offered me a place just to lay my head on the couch or on the floor. Not one person offered me a place where I can just come at least get something to eat or just take a shower. Uh, So, at the age of 19, I'm homeless, sleeping in the back of my car. And a Walmart parking lot off Highway 76 in San Diego, California. And so I'm homeless and I always tell people this. It's like I used to say back in the days, I found myself homeless. I didn't find myself homeless. I put myself in that situation. And because of that, you know, God was just really dealing with me at that time. Like you stepped away from the man that I made you to be to impress people that won't even help you and look at where you are now. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna stay in the darkness until you can actually see the light and come into the light. And that was probably one of the most, um, probably not one, it was the toughest season of my life. Wow. You know, I, I'm, I'm down to nothing. I'm stripped of everything. And um, during that season, I felt like committing suicide. I felt God had abandoned me. I felt like my parents had abandoned me. I'm taking showers in the YMCA and Boys and Girls Club. Um, I'm trying to find something, some money just so I can eat. Um, I'm just trying to figure out why am I living at that time. Wow. And um, make a long story short, my father found me and he said, son, come home. You've learned your lesson. This season is over. Are uh, you going to come home? You're going to get a Dave Ramsey budget form." him. Um, he taught me how to budget and he said, you will get a job and you have six months to get out of my house. So this means every single day when you come here, you need to be working. To be working, paying off your debt, and building a solid foundation. And what's so funny is the very first budget form I ever had was Dave Ramsey. And fast forward 16 years later, you know I work with the guy, traveling the world, and inspiring uh, teens, millennials, and all people, and just helping them avoid debt and to build a solid future for their for their future.
1: That's that's an amazing story, and uh, you know, so many things running through my mind. Like when you were breaking that down, for, for, first. Our upbringings were so similar. Very similar. <laughs> it's, it's, wow. like, it's like you were there, you know. But uh that's an amazing story, man. And uh that's that's powerful, powerful stuff. And 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 I think that's kind of gonna lead us to our next question, but you, you kind of answered it as to why you're so passionate about the demograph that 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 you teach, you know, the teenage age and the college age, you know. What can, can you kind of explain why your heart is is drawn there? to uh, talk to, to that age group?
2: You know, I believe teens and millennials are very impressionable. You know, if, if you can really get into them at a very early age, you can really help guide their path uh, to where they're going in their future. Uh, just the other day, I had the opportunity to speak at Norfolk State, Virginia, very prestigious um, uh, HBCU there in Norfolk, uh, Virginia. And, it was with uh, 1,500 young minorities, first years going to college. And they said about 60% of them um, is the first person in their family to ever go to college. Uh, but about 68% of them will not make it past their freshman year. And, and 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 the reason why they do not make it past their freshman year is because they've never really been taught how to be successful. They ne- they've never been taught, okay, here, here's how you get to the vision and to the goal that you really have you want to be this doctor you want to be this story you want to be successful where well, here is the path to do it right. i had all the gifts and the talents i was good and i was very strong at a young age i didn't have direction all i had was god which was the most important thing i believe um, but no one gave me the practical steps on how to apply things in my day-to-day life so which is why i'm so passionate about teens and millennials because I believe this generation coming up behind us right now are smarter than us. You know, they 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 have the skills, uh, but they don't have the direction. And so my whole thing is I want to help young people start right. And when I break down the word start, it's like S stands for set a vision. T stands for take action. A stands for always grind. R stands for rely on God. And T stands for trust the process. And I believe that's how you really just start. You can't go in there without a vision. You can't go anywhere if you don't take action going towards that vision. And you've got to always be grinding while relying on God and trusting the process that is before you. And when I really lay that out to young people, they get it. They're like, right. okay, cool, God, great, I'm set a vision. I want to graduate college. I do not want to fail my freshman year. Okay, cool, what do you got to do with that? Well, I got to make sure I show up to class every single day. I got to make sure I do this, do that. And they start getting it because now they have direction, not just a bunch of hope.
0: Right. I really like that. And I think that's like really foundational, you know, and it's good for them to learn those lessons young because when you make a lot of mistakes, when you're young, you find your older self paying for it. So I think that that's awesome.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Now, Anthony, me and Shire, we, one of our you know, high, higher viewed podcasts, We were kind of going back and forth, so we have different views on college, right? <laughs> we, we, need, we need you to settle the score for us. So, Shire is more. Um, she's more traditional. She, you know, um, she likes the traditional form of college, the bachelor's degree, master's degree, etc. Okay. Me, I'm more. From a, you know, hey, let's think about maybe potentially entrepreneurship. Maybe college isn't for everybody. You know, maybe certifications. uh, I look at it differently. And I think a large reason why I view it like that is because of the price Mm. and how expensive it is. And, Mm. you know, that's this this crisis that we're in currently. So what are some pros and cons to the to the traditional college pathway?
2: Well, I'm going to be in a, I'm a split of the middle of you all. Okay. I'm going to rock with your wife. Okay. I'm to agree with your wife on certain things. And then, wife, I'm going to leave you, and I'm going to rock with your husband. Okay. Because I agree with your husband on some things. And Here's the truth of the fact. Me and my good friend, Ken Coleman, we talk about this all all the time because he's a career expert, and he's always giving me guidance and, and words to inspire our young people when it comes to this. Uh, but college is not for everyone. I do believe college is for more people than it is for for Others not going to college. But the traditional route is great. I mean, I believe that education is very, 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 very important. Every single day, no matter what, we should be learning. Now, how do we get that education is where I have to kind of rock with your husband and say, you know what? That education doesn't have to come from a traditional four-year school or route. Okay, We have a lot of good things. Like, for example, my uh, photographer who takes um, all of my photography pictures, he did my book cover. He didn't go to school for it. And a lot of his pictures are on books, (laughs) right? He's traveling the world. He's a young entrepreneur, young man that went to YouTube that took some online classes and said, I'm going to teach myself this. And he's making six figures off of his dream. He didn't have to go rack up six figures in debt for that dream. He had to spend some time and some dedication uh, to really learn and hone in on that craft. But at the same time, if you want to be a doctor or a lawyer, you have to go to a traditional school. Right. If you want to be a hairstylist or if you want to have your own hair company. You don't have to go to a traditional school. But what you will need to do is go to a trade school to get your license, to learn that stuff. Uh, but then at the same time, your accountant, she needs or he needs to have a bachelor's degree right. around accounting. And so for me, it's not always about do I need the education. It's Here's the very first thing I always tell young people to do. What do you want to do? Identify what you want to do. Once you identify what you want to do, what is? Do you need a major? If you need a major, identify what that major is, and is that major and that career profitable? That's that's what I'm looking at. Once we identify that, then we're going to go choose an affordable school. Now, an affordable school is an in-state school or community college or a trade school. So that's what we're going to look at first. Okay, I am not a fan of out-of-state school. If you do not have the cash for it. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't have a problem with you going out of state. But if you got to pay cash, then I'm looking at in-state because I want the cheaper route, the most affordable route, and also the quickest route as well. And so uh, I, I agree with both of you all. If my son came to me and said, I want to be an entrepreneur, the first time I asked him, well, what do you want to do? What is What does an entrepreneur look like to you? Do you want to have, you know, your own law practice? Yeah, I want to be a lawyer, have my own law firm. Well, you still got to go to school. Right. Okay, so right. now let's identify that. Or my son says, you know, I want to be a mechanic. Okay, cool. Great. What kind of mechanic? Let, let's talk about this because maybe the four-year traditional route is not the route. Maybe we can go to uh, trade school.
0: Gotcha. Right. So I like that you've pointed that out. It's really getting an idea of what you want to do. And mm-hmm. once you identify that, you can determine how you will go about doing it. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. And and it goes back to like what I said, start. The number one thing, the S, you got to set the vision. Right. You got to have a plan. And once you have that plan, then let's step down and say, okay, what are the action steps I need to take to get there?
0: Right. Um, so we got your book, Debt-Free Degree. We were yeah. able yeah. to check it out and um, power through it, and we loved Very it. Very
2: dope book, man. Love it. I appreciate y'all, man. That's. I'm praying that this book will bless lives. Yeah.
0: Oh, it will. It will. And one of the things that um, struck me is that when it comes to college, there's a right way to do things, and there's a a wrong way to do things or a less desirable way to do things. So in your experience, as you've been traveling the country and talking to different people, what are common mistakes and pitfalls that young people and parents are making when it comes to financing college?
2: Yeah, that's that's one of the things I talk about in my new book, Debt-Free Degree, is is the common mistakes and, and the things that I'm seeing parents do. Uh, the very first thing that I'm seeing parents do, I want to talk to the parents, um, is they're not working together. Uh, to set a plan for their kids' lives. I I see some parents saying, you know what, I want you to go to this school and no matter what, you're gonna go to this school. We gotta take out student loans and that's what you're going to do. When parents hears the stat. you know, we see that there is about one point six trillion dollars in student loan debt in the, in the in the world. The average student would graduate about thirty seven thousand dollars in student loan debt and they are to be paying back about three hundred ninety three dollars a month. Now, this does not help our young people move forward. And so what I tell parents all the time, we cannot allow our students to make a kid's approach to an adult decision. And so the parents, we have to be the guidance of, of their lives. We have to give them wisdom and say, you know what, son, daughter, let's talk about this. Um, I want you to go here. I like this school, but let's let's forget about what I want. Let's forget about what I like. What do you want to do in your life? Right you are in uh, the driver's seat of this car I'm in the passenger seat to make sure you don't hit a road bump if you do hit a road bump I'm there to help you get over it I, I may tell you to take a right turn rather than take a left turn but this is your car this is your vehicle this is your life let's identify what do you want to do as in career what is that major is this thing profitable what's the best school to go for it um, and then once we identify that that's great and then two The biggest mistake I see with parents making, too, as well, um, they're sacrificing their own future for their kids. Right. Right. And I totally disagree with that because we know one thing for sure. Our parents will will retire. Our students may. They may graduate. Mm. So um, I do not and I do not recommend parents. um, Actually, I totally recommend against it them cashing in their 401ks or getting into debt over this. No, make sure that your kids have some sweat equity in the game. Make sure that they're working 20 hours a week. Make sure they're looking up grants and scholarships. Make sure that our young people are taking the ownership of it.
1: What up, y'all? It's your boy Kevin on stage, and I want to tell you about Black Married and Debt Free, okay? They're a couple that paid off $110,000 in debt in 2017, and now they want to educate and inspire millennial couples to do the same. So what I want y'all to do is subscribe to their page. Go on YouTube, go on Instagram, and get the following going at black Mary debt free it's
2: everywhere all right so if y'all don't want to be broke no more you want to be debt free and victory then go follow them google
1: them look them up and see what they talking about because don't nobody want to be broke you feel me
2: Yo, it's your boy, Anthony O'Neill, and you're listening to the baddest couple, I believe, on the planet. You're listening to the Black, Married, and Debt-Free Podcast.
0: Right. I do have a question because we're uh, talking a lot about um, getting a vision, getting an idea of what you want. But when you're 17, you're 18 years old, that is It's hard to know all those things. And I know that um, I've mentored young ladies who say, I don't know what I want to do. And my response is, that's okay. I'm still figuring things out. So (laughs) when you have a parent who has a child that really doesn't know what they want to do, how can a parent help navigate their child to begin that thought process?
2: And I agree with you. I mean, as a 17-year-old, 18-year-old, will all of them know exactly what they want to do at this season of their life? Absolutely not. Um, And I I don't have a problem with that truly Uh, but what I do tell parents like in this process when it's when it's coming to choosing what school I'm going to go to if your child does not know what they want to do and what they want to major in there are three things you have to start doing number one is you got to start having a conversation often hey son hey daughter this is what I see in you. I mean, let's, let's start looking at some things like this. While they are, while they are identifying, this, um, I am a huge fan of community college because, you know, those first yes. two years, you're knocking out prereqs. And right. so if you know college is in your future, then go ahead and start the process at a community college because here's the truth. The average community college is gonna cost you in between three and $5,000 max. You can cash flow that if you're working 20 hours a week. So one, you're not racking up any debt. Two, you're still moving along in the process. But let's say if this kid just says, I don't even know if I wanna go to college. I have no problem with a gap year. I have no problem with them getting into the workforce and trying different things. But while they're doing that, they are saving money just in case that they do decide to go to college. So this way, when they do go to college, they have some funds to pay for the cash. But I tell every young person, it's OK. You know, I've met and I mentor young people right now who are graduating this year. I, as a matter of fact, I just mentored a young lady. Now, she has a 4.2. And she was like, Anthony, I'm stuck. There's like five different careers I actually would like to do. I don't know what to do. Um, she's like, so where's, what should I do with college? I said, well, you're smart. Okay, so you can get some scholarships. Right. And so she got a couple of scholarships to go to a community college. And all of her peers are like, why are you going to a community college? She goes, because I don't know what I want to do. And I'm going to try different things. I'm going to follow around some different people. And may, I may transfer to a, you know, a local state four-year traditional school next year. But this first year, she's like, I'm going to do it. And I told her, say, that's a smart move. Yeah. Uh, the average person would just go to any school just because. No, let's do the research. Let's make sure we know exactly what we're doing before we make huge decisions.
1: Yeah, that's great, Anthony. And I think a lot of times we get caught up in well a four year school looks sexier or out of state school, you know, all that, you know, we want to do what we see people do on on TV, you right, know what i mean? Right, but yeah. there like you said and i love how you put that in your book like there's no there's no shaming going to a, a community college. Shire, right. that's that's the path she took. She we cash her community college, we cash flowed, you know, the the uh, You know, her going to the state in state school and now we're cash flowing her master. So uh, it's it's definitely possible. And I love how you put that in a book. Now, Anthony, the the mindset is, okay. I'm going to go to school and I may get loans, but that's okay because when I get out, I'm going to get a great job and I'm going to pay those loans off. That's the mindset that I feel a lot of people have. How can this type of thinking help or harm a young person?
2: Well, taking out student loans, uh, it cannot help. At all. Let me just say that up front. Taking out student loans can not help. Um, there is a, uh, a stat that recently just came out that shows that um, individuals who went to school back in 1990, 1995 and 1996, they graduated. They are still paying back about ten thousand dollars in interest and the principal. This is half of what they took out. Wow. So you're telling me people who went to school almost 20 something years ago are still paying back student loans. They're still stressed. They're still worrying about the past. How does that help? It doesn't help. It hinders you. The one thing that I that I tell young people is that young people, you're not starting off life in the positive. If you take out student loans, you're starting off life. In the red, so we right. know the stat. The stat says an average student who graduates anywhere between thirty-five and thirty-seven thousand dollars for student loan debt, right? But that's just the average. I've met people who graduated with two hundred thousand dollars of student loan debt, and they're frustrated. They can't get a job, or well, where they can get a job, but they're not getting their dream job to really help pay back those student loans. I've met a couple that they've been engaged for six years because they don't want to get married because they have five hundred thousand dollars in student loans between the both of them. So student loans are not helping; they're hindering, and they're slowing down the process. They're, they're slowing down individuals from really pursuing their dreams, pursuing their goals, building a family, buying homes. Right. And so it doesn't help at all. Mm. It hurts you way more than it helps you. But again, that's the norm. You know, I tell young people, if you want to be normal, you go that route. Don't rock with your boy. I'm not normal. I'm weird. I'm willing to do the things that will look weird, that will be strange up front while everyone is going to college. They look like they're having a good time for these four years. And you're out here working. You're out here coming home looking for scholarships. Yeah, it's going to hurt. It's really going to hurt. But don't worry about that, because when you graduate, now you get to enjoy the next 20, 30 years of your life. While the others, they're worrying about paying back those four years.
0: Right. And I think that that's great advice. I did take out um, student loan debt when I was getting my bachelor's degree. And my thought was um, when it comes to accepting the student loans, you have a window of time that you actually have to say whether or not you're going to accept the money or you're going to deny the money. And my thinking was, I'm going to take this money just in case. (laughs) Right. And so what ended up happening was. You know, I was like, just in case I need it. And then I needed some shoes. Right. I needed some clothes. I needed nope. a new laptop. I needed some pizza because they, they used to go to a round table. You helped us spend that money. <laughs> Don't sit there like you're innocent. Yeah. You know, so I, I mean, I really feel that your book is really timely. It's like... We needed this book ten years ago, Absolutely. so like, and so now is a perfect time um, with a great message. And I do have a question. You know, what if there's someone who um, they've been applying for scholarships, and maybe they weren't awarded any scholarships, and maybe they don't have um, someone to help them put the bill of college. What are things that they can do to still avoid college debt being in that? Uh, situation?
2: Yeah, number one, keep applying for scholarships. Um, I'm very clear about this. Yes, you're not going to get every single scholarship that you you apply for. Um, You can apply for a thousand scholarships and you may only get 20. Let's just be real. Let's be honest here. Uh, But those 20 could be huge. So do not stop looking for scholarships. Then number uh, two is I want you to step back and reassess the process of what you're taking. If you want to say, for example, you you just want to be um, a business owner, you want to get a business degree. Okay, cool, great. Let's step back. We're going to go to community college, okay? I know people who went to community college and the average in-state, like for an example, if you go to, if you live in the state of Tennessee, you can go your first two years for free. State of New York, for free. So now we just saved a lot of money right there. Right. So for those two years while we're in school, if you go to a local in-state, the average in-state university will be in between nine and $11,000. And if you're working part-time, you can also cash flow that now watch this if you're going to an in state then this means that i want you staying at home okay i want you staying at home so that way you can save off you can save the room and board fee and you're not getting a meal plan so you're going to save off on that too and you're going to go home and eat maybe you're going to give your mom and dad you know an extra 20 30 dollars a week uh, for some extra groceries uh, but we got to get very creative going to school is possible I never said that it will be easy. It's gonna require some dedication. It's gonna require you to live outside of your comfort zone. It's gonna require you even to lose some friends and miss out on some, some fun opportunities. But anything that is worth having is worth working towards. And I want financial freedom when I turn 50, 60. I wanna be able to enjoy my career when I graduate college, not enjoy some of my career because I'm stressed about how I'm gonna pay back this debt.
1: Now, Anthony, we when we share with our uh, followers on Instagram that we were going to have you on, uh, I said, you know, if you have any questions, because this is a hot button issue, we we got an expert on. So this now's (laughs) the time. Right. So we got a couple questions from our uh, Instagram followers. This question we get a lot. Mm-hmm. and, and we, we want you to set it straight for us is student loan forgiveness a myth or is that is that a real thing
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know student loan forgiveness man i'm just not with it and, and here's here's why i'm not with it it's because when well, we put a bandaid on top of a wound that is still bleeding that is not healed? no i'm gonna fix that wound first and so right now um i am i am a huge fan of before we forgive anything, let's stop the bleeding. We need to stop our future generations from racking up any any debt at all. So once we can fix that, then I would love to talk about, you know, how can we help the people now who currently do have student loans? But until we fix that problem, I do not want to talk about that at all. But is it a myth? Yeah. I mean, the studies are showing that thousands and thousands of people have applied, but only not even hundreds have been accepted into this forgiveness program. And so that is a system that down the road we could talk about. But right now I'm all about helping this younger generation avoid student loans.
0: Right, right, and there's no guarantee. You don't get a letter from the government saying, you know, we promise to forgive your debt. You know, so if you're going to school banking on that, that's really dangerous.
2: Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're going to school banking on the student loan forgiveness, it me, it lets me know you don't have a plan that you're just looking for the lazy and the easy way out. Right. Um, let's have a plan because it is possible. It's going to require hard work, and that's that's what I'm passionate about helping young people set the plan up to get them to go to school debt free.
1: That's great. Now, Anthony, uh, this question. uh, So let's say a a person has already taken out loans. How can they make sure that, you know, their extra money is is going towards, you know, the principal payment or how how do they navigate that? Someone who's in debt and they're trying to accelerate the payoff process.
2: Are we talking about student loans or just in debt? uh, debt uh, uh, Student loans. Are they they, uh, still in school or out of school? They're out of school. Okay, cool. Yeah. So when it comes back to paying back your your debt, uh, especially when it comes to student loans, I'm still sticking with, you know, one of the philosophies that we teach, have a thousand dollar emergency fund and then pay off all your debt using the debt snowball. Um, It took you a long time to get into, I mean, not a long time. It took you some time to get into the situation. It's going to take you some time to get out of it. So you're going to line up all of your debt beside the debt snowball and that's your student loans as well. And when you get to that, you're just going to attack it. Uh, the quickest way that I always tell young people when it comes to paying the homes is set back and look at your budget. Okay, I want you to look at your budget. And I want you to look at everything that you can cut. So if you got Apple Music and Spotify, you need to cut <laughs> them you got Netflix and you got Hulu you need to cut one of them you need to find some extra money within your budget and put that on top of your student loans and just go aggressively after that after it after it after after it you got to tell your boyfriend hey I can't go out this week unless you are paying for it but technically if you're paying for it you can give me some money to go towards the student loan no, I'm just saying, <laughs> you know but you got to get creative and find ways to get extra money to go towards that maybe pick up a part time job maybe pick up a side hustle uh, one of my good friends Chris she wrote a book on business boutique on how to change your hobbies and what you enjoy doing into a side hustle. So any ladies listening to this podcast, I would recommend picking up that book because you you could generate some extra money with things that you love doing. And so there is no shortcut to getting out of debt. I mean, I think a lot of people look for how how to student loan forgiveness program. I wait for that or the debt cancellation, or the supernatural miracle from God. No, you need to work. I mean, just get out there, get a job and just attack your debt
0: right so we have just finished your book debt-free degree and we loved it and we are parents we have two young children but just for us to be able to have this you know, conversation right now Absolutely. about their future. The book really helped to to facilitate that and to really get us thinking about that. So um, what will readers take away from your book or what is it that you want your readers to take away from the book, Debt Free Degree?
2: You know, clearly Debt Free Degree is the step-by-step plan on how to pay cash for college, bottom line. Um, it, it is, we literally show parents what they need to be doing and the conversations they can be having as early as the seventh grade throughout the 12th grade. We talk about the one in the seventh grade and eighth grade is the mental. You're starting to plant the seed inside of them, start getting their head thinking and ready for what's coming up. And that sparked in me because I have a good friend here in Nashville. She takes her elementary kids on college campus tours, elementary so in yes. the fourth and fifth grade, they're talking about Tennessee State University or MTSU or, you know, local colleges that they've already been to. And I was like, well, why are you doing that? She says, because I want to plant the seed early, early on. So when they do get in high school, it's already in their heads that, hey, This is where I'm going. And that's when it really starts. You know, ninth grade year, we're talking about hey, here are the classes you need to be taking. Don't take a lot of electives because your freshman, sophomore, your junior year is what your college will be looking at. That's very, very important. So here are the classes, here are the AP classes, here are the classes you need to be considering. Then we even really spend a lot of time talking about how to master the ACT and the SAT, how to prep for that. I have several students that I've interviewed, that I've met, that I've mentored, that just because they got their ACT scores up by three points went from a partial scholarship to a full ride and so we we teach you that process but there's so much in there that we talk about but even like parents like yourself we have young 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 kids I say you know what if you're out of debt and you got a fully funded emergency fund and at least three to six months for that I talk about the 529 the ESA and those are the educational savings account and how, listen, if you start early, early, early on, you can have anywhere from eighty dollars to $100,000 in this account by the time your son or daughter goes to college. Now that will finance an in-state school. right? right? Um, Dave talks about this all the time that, you know, he had that and he had enough money to send his daughter to an in-state school. Well, she came to him and said, hey, I want to go out of state. Dave said, okay. But you only have this amount of money from us and you're not signing any student loans. Mm. So his his daughter, she made the right move and she went instant. Right. Right. <laughs> because that's called uh, not free education, because, of course, he invested into that. But it's called a cash debt free education. Anthony,
1: man, well, we truly appreciate you being on with us. You guys will definitely love this book. Anthony, can you tell our listeners where they can get the book and where they could just connect with you in general um, and, and see everything you're doing?
2: man you can get the book at anthonyonell.com and also you can go to your local bookstore amazon.com and if you want to find more information about me uh then you want to look up at at O'Neill on instagram and facebook but you can go on anthonyonell.com right now and buy the book it just came out today as a matter of fact so yes please do there we go there we go (laughs) definitely
1: guys go get your copy you won't regret it and one thing i like when 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 last thing there's a lot of meat on the bone here so this is something you could read and then go back to you know and and you you, i'm I'm sure you will learn something new every time so yeah anthony thank you brother we really
2: appreciate you. you man Thank you so much, you guys. What you all are doing, black, married, and debt free, and representing for the culture, man. I just, I love it. And I'm a huge fan of you all. And uh, for those of you all listening, please share this podcast and please come back and listen to their next podcast and the next podcast because this couple is blessing the world. Anthony, thank you, thank you, you man. Appreciate it. That man, was awesome. thank you so much.
1: Yo, so we hope you guys enjoyed that podcast episode. We hope that we said something that you can take away and apply. We are here to inform and to inspire. So do us a huge favor and don't forget to rate this podcast five stars on whatever platform you're streaming us and if you want to become a supporter of the black Merit and Death Free podcast you can do so by clicking on the link below that's it for now till next time i'll let you guys later